You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Sports. If you're new to the channel, hit subscribe, like, comment. As always, share this bad boy out. So Sage Steele, the other day, decided to settle up with Disney and shoot the deuce out for the sake of maintaining her free speech. Now, we know that ESPN has long since wrapped its loving arms, brave, stunning, and courageously, around woke politics and leftist ideology. And look, ESPN is just fine and dandy with their on-air talent, as they like to refer them to themselves as, getting out there and publicly running their mouths about any and everything, as long as it's got to do with the mainstream narrative, shilling Joe Biden, pushing the vaccine, the list goes on and on, uh, loving the idea of biological men in women's sports. Yeah, all their hosts get out there and do that sort of thing, but oh my goodness, if you are a conservative, if you are somebody that has an opposing viewpoint, we have heard that ESPN has a very toxic environment inside that building up there in Bristol. They frown upon it. We've heard they bully talent and their regular employees. You know, the producers behind the scenes, the people involved with the music and the sound and and lighting, and all this kind of thing, because make no mistake, there are conservatives at work at ESPN. Um, and their fellow employees don't like that. Upper management doesn't like that. And, of course, they try to squash Sage Steele's voice, and they basically gave her no choice. It was either the vaccine or lose your job. That was a choice that many people faced, sadly, in this country and we still don't know the repercussions from it. We don't. Well, now Sage is gone. She went on with Megan Kelly. And she has peeled back the curtain with some remarks about her former employer. This is OutKick. And about some of the things that went on behind the scenes there. And about the opposition to uh, coming out and expressing what it was that she had to say. By the way... This woman always carried herself with a lot of class and a lot of poise. And she was one of the best that ESPN still had left. But it's good that she got out of there because so many people just, they don't watch anymore. I mean, if you haven't noticed, ESPN's actual studio shows haven't fared well in the ratings for years. And a lot of people, judging by the immense drop in subscriber base, have tuned them out. Part of that is cord cutting. The other part is tuning them out. I would guess Pat McAfee's about to find that out the hard way. Um, because a lot of people gravitated to his show because he wasn't ESPN. And I was talking about all the different things that Sage still could go in and do after ESPN. You know, she could very easily become the next Pat McAfee. Create a podcast, create a YouTube show, and all kinds of people will tune in as long as she does what? Talks about sports. 
That simple. I mean, it's easy. Sage Steele appeared on the Megyn Kelly show Thursday in her first interview since settling the lawsuit with ESPN and parent company Disney for violating Steele's right to free speech. For the first time in 16 years, Steele is no longer an ESPN employee. For the first time in 16 years, an employer cannot retaliate against Steele for voicing her opinion that runs afoul of the preferred narrative. The decision to sue ESPN Disney emanates from an incident in September of 2021 when the company suspended Steele for expressing her opposition to vaccine mandates during a podcast with Jay Cutler. Yes, Jay Cutler's got a podcast. Yes, it's good. She had not spoken about the nearly two-year matter other than in an apology ESPN pressured her to release until Thursday with Kelly. Quote, that day I literally had just come from the stupid grocery store pharmacy to get the shot. I've been asked a couple of times, even recently, was that Band-Aid a prop to stir the pot and to get them to ask you? No, I literally was late taking the shot because I sat in my car crying, saying, I cannot believe I'm going against what I believe is right and my morals and my values and I and what I believe being forced with this with my body to keep my job. But I knew I had no choice. I'm a mother of three. I'm a single mother of three. Their father is here. He's a wonderful father, but I'm a hundred percent the breadwinner. I knew that I had no choice. And I sat in that car and I was disgusted with myself for caving. I went in the grocery store and I sat down and the nurse looked at me and she said, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not okay. I'm being forced to do this and I don't believe it's right. Not yet. Give it a year and see what more they learn. We still don't know, folks. I'm just keeping it real here. This is still experimental. Like, just give me time before I have to, have to, but it's my body. Uh, wait, leftist, my body, my choice, right? Isn't that what we keep hearing? And the nurse looked at me and grabbed my hand and said, this is so wrong. I'm sorry. I'll never forget that moment. I changed at that moment when that shot went in here. So, no, I didn't leave the Band-Aid on for a prop. I forgot it was there. And I literally just sprinted in, set up my laptop in my bedroom upstairs, turned on Zoom, and we did it, talking about the podcast. It's all it was. It wasn't intentional, but I was obviously emotional. And I'll say this, too. That morning, I had been praying about it, and I asked for God for a sign. That in itself would probably get you canceled at ESPN. Because we know they're not very big on things like Christianity anymore. We just know the ideology there. Still received backlash for telling Cutler she disagreed with the idea that employers could force employees to receive experimental vaccines, as did she for answering questions honestly about her biracialness. If they make you choose a race on the U.S. Census, what are you going to put? Well, both, still told Cutler. Barack Obama chose black, and he's biracial. Congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I think that's fascinating, considering his black dad is nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But okay. Woo! 
you do you, I'm going to do me. Listen, I'm pretty sure my white mom was there when I was born, and my white family loves me as much as my black family. Guys, when she made those comments, the world exploded. It did. And she took a lot of shit from a lot of different places over that one thing. Quote, Barack Obama wrote a book about his black father not being there. This is not breaking news. First, I can thank you, Megan, because of the thousands of times that controversial clip of Obama, that comment by me, has run. You are the first person who has ever played the entire thing with context, which happens, happens to matter about the view. This would not have come up. Barbara Walters, Sherry Shepard, Whoopi Goldberg, Jenny McCarthy. Whoopi ended up being quite nice about it after, which is a story for the book when Barbara Walters tried to tackle me in the green room, but it's fine. Barbara Walters is one that went nuts and asked me about it on live television. This was back in 2014. I said almost the exact same thing in the 2014 Live on ABC, which happens to be owned by Disney. But seven years later, what I said was apparently not okay. Granted, it's a year and a half after George Floyd. Times have changed, but the facts remain the same. Once again, I've said it a million times. I'm pretty sure that my white mom was there when I was born. So you're damn right I'm going to identify as white as well as black. I am so blessed to be loved equally by my white family as well as my black family. And if anything, people talk about how much I hate myself and I must hate my black father and black family. And I'm racist. I'm a sellout. I'm a coon. And I'm all the most negative words that you can think of which is amazing because the most of the hatred comes from people who look like me. Wow. We've seen that in a lot of different places, a lot of different areas. John Matrix has seen it. We know he breaks narrative as a black man and insert the most racist, vile things you possibly can, including the fact that John is supposed to be a black, white supremacist. As, where, as well as Larry Elder and Jesse Peterson, and the list goes on and on. The Hodge twins, for crying out loud. It's crazy as hell, but okay. It's okay because it's been my whole life, which is why this is so sensitive. But I refuse to be quiet anymore. And by the way, no matter what I said, I have the right to feel the way I feel based on my experience. I'm not talking about statistics. This is my story. I can feel how I want about my upbringing. And I am so proud of my family and to tell me that it's not okay to have an opinion is wrong. And the thing is, whenever I have talked about being biracial and it has been controversial, I've had people wait in line for an hour. Young biracial kids say thank you because I get forced to choose. And it's interesting because you're only pushed to choose one side. If I have said I'm a black woman, don't call me biracial, I would have been celebrated. The good thing is I don't care anymore because it is my experience, and if I allow others to continue to take things away from me, then that's on me, and I refused. Bravo. Sage still. Pulling no punches, folks. 
that's great. She she's going to be a absolute lightning rod now that she is away from ESPN. Uh, I can't wait to see what it is she does. Still loves her white mother and black father equally and doesn't want to use the black card as a cheat code. Like Obama and like her former ESPN colleague Malika Andrews. Wow. Later in the interview, Kelly asked Steele about her breaking point, the moment which she decided to risk her career and fight back against her employer. Quote, all I ever wanted was consistency. And if we are going to be allowing my peers to go on social media, much less on our own airways, saying things that are anything that have nothing to do with sports that are political, that are not true, often because parental rights in Florida is not what many people claim that it is. We all know the don't, quote unquote, don't say gay bill is not a don't say gay bill. Anybody that does any research, anybody that knows how to Google, knows exactly what it is Sage Steele is seeing right now. Uh, it, it's, it's one of the most ridiculous, absurd, lying-ass narratives there is out there. Most people apparently didn't take time to read it. Then I should be allowed on my personal time to give my opinion on experiences personally without telling others what to do. I think that just is what just breaks my heart, that there were different rules for me than anyone else. They started to take responsibilities away from you while at the same time forcing you to apologize. Did they make you do that, Sage? How did it, that feel, asked Kelly. I did not want to apologize. I fought. I fought, and I begged, and I screamed, and I was told that if I want to keep my job, I have to apologize, and I need my job, and I loved my job. On a lighter note, Steele and Kelly discuss former media personality Keith Oberman, who now shouts outside his lonely apartment full of cats. Uh, Bobby Burrack, that is, in fact, an insult to cats. Um, let's, let's not do that to cats. How about that? Keith Oberman is a complete douchebag. Yeah, an unintelligent a bag full of air that continues to spout a bunch of BS. I'm going to tell you, in my opinion, Keith Oberman's one of the most racist SOBs I've ever seen in my life. Oh, racist Democrat. Imagine that. Here's the good news, though. Even though you were getting the frosty reception from women, I know you had the pleasure of working with delightful men like Keith Oberman. So I'm sure it was really warm and fuzzy on that side. Kelly joked to steal. I was doing 6 p.m. sports centers for three years, I think, probably my least favorite role in a job when I was there, but I was doing that show. So when my co-host was out, Keith Oberman was brought back for, I don't know, the third time at ESPN. He was living in New York, of course, and Keith has a lot of dogs and loves his dogs. I love my dog, too. Sometimes when he would fill in, though, he decided that he didn't want to leave his dogs. They couldn't come up to Bristol. So I was asked to go to New York to do the show in that studio in, instead so Keith could be with his dogs. Wow. Okay. We stand corrected. Overman has a apartment full of cats and dogs, but most certainly not a girlfriend. Quote, he's a total prick, Kelly concluded. The media has written uh, about Steele at ESPN for about two years. 
And you can see the full interview. Guys, go over to Megan Kelly's channel and check out that full interview. I know I will. That's pretty that's pretty amazing. That's pretty that's pretty fascinating. But we knew she was taking massive heat. This became a big story on this channel when everything came out and she just refused to really stay quiet. She voiced her concerns. And uh, of course, that was back when I swear, people on Twitter wanted people incarcerated if they did not want to get the jab. They wanted people to wear, like, stars to indicate, I'm not vaccinated. Hmm, what, when in history have we seen wearing stars to indicate what it is you are has been really bad? I don't know. The WW2, maybe? I mean, that's where leftists were. Wanted you to be publicly ostracized and out there in the open because you might have decided you didn't want that shot. It was, we, we've just lived through the strangest of times that is not over, by the way. So tell me what you think, black and white sports supporters. I'm going to go check that interview out. We're all looking forward to see what, Sage has got coming in the future. It should be very interesting, no doubt. She's going to keep the gloves off. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.